Coyote Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Harris Tutsovich is a multifaceted music professional with expertise in DJing, music production, composition, and songwriting. Harris finds inspiration in a wide range of genres, including minimalism, rock, classical, jazz, funk, dance, electronic, and world music. He has contributed to shaping the original London Tech House sound alongside a bunch of talented artists and has been releasing music that resonates across different music scenes and collaborating with artists who share the same vision since the late 90s. Following a need for exciting, fresh, current, yet timeless sounds, in 2000, Harris founded La Music, a label that values innovation and believes in releasing forward-thinking music. After completing a Sound Arts MA at London's University of Arts in 2009, this opened up another world of sound possibilities and turned his thinking and practice to a conceptual direction. Harris is also a working composer, writing music for major production music publishers. His music is used by many filmmakers and featured on various major TV stations and production houses worldwide. Up next on Celeb Swant, we've got Harris Tuchtovich. Where do we find you in the world? How are you doing and what's happening in your life? Hey, thank you so much for your invitation. Uh, what's happening in my life? Quite a few things at the moment. I'm uh, um, I'm living in, uh, in Dubrovnik in Croatia, so um, we had quite a busy season. Um, apart from doing some occasional gigs here and there, I've been um, writing music, to be honest, kind of um, getting my head around these these plethora of new concepts that are kind of popping out and around at the moment like a research a research bit but yeah oh, okay, actually okay. I'm, I'm i'm getting i'm getting ready on um you know um on 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 the you know to 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 have like a, a studio bender so to stay in the studio for quite a few months and uh lock myself in and make quite a quite a few new tracks i think that's my that's my plan so yeah getting myself inspired i think that's the um that's the main thing I'm doing at the moment. Let's rewind to the beginning of your journey in the entertainment world or music world. So at what age, whether it was as a child or teenager or whenever, did you realize, cool, this is the path I want to take? And how did that journey accumulate to where we are today? Well, basically, I can't remember when I started um, playing music and, and playing with music instruments. It was um, more kind of like a crossfade from this uh, a child's uh, this child's a stage, which is like up to three or four, where you, where you don't really remember a lot. And um, I think this is where my stepfather kind of showed me the keyboard a little bit. And uh, we had uh, this old harmonium, which is like um, accordion with a, or a fan in there. And and that's that's what's kind of like the the first keyboard I've I've, I've used when I was really young, and um, my stepfather was a musician, and he had um, before he passed away, he he did he made about uh, he made five albums with his uh, with his band here in Dubrovnik, and they 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 played all sorts of things, you know, mainly mainly world music kind of style, which is typical for this um, area of the world. Actually, I was lucky, you know, to have him uh, as 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 my uh, as my parent. And because that, then he um, put me into music school when I was, I think, eight. And um, I did about seven years of, we have like uh, six years of primary, one, 
one year before primary and four years of, of, of music high school. So I, I went to a specific school, which was just for music, which was okay. an economy or maths. It was a high school for, for music, which is something we, we have in Croatia. I don't think it's common. Um, on, on other parts of the world. In England, for instance, they have a uh, high school, but then from the third year of the high school, you can take two years as like music technology or something like that. But yep. it, there is no specific school, which is kind of in the governmental system that it's also, um, you know, a music school. So um, that's what I did. And um, after that, there were some troubles here in the Balkans in the early 90s. So after the troubles, I went to the, yeah, moved to to London, to England. And that's kind of when I, where I've started to um, get involved with music more and more. Before I, before I left, before before um, I left for London, here in Croatia, I had a band. I was playing keyboards, and I also played in orchestra. And I, I helped to produce some of my my my, my stepfather's albums. Also, I played some things on 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 there as well. So I had some experience, and also I had uh, you know music school, and I played piano and violin. Uh, which was quite kind of useful, and I played a little bit of guitar and I sang a little bit too in 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 that time. So when I moved to London, my first music job was busking. So I was kind of busking in the same spot where Beatles were busking in the, uh, in, in Leicester Square in Tottenham Court Road. So which was kind of cool, you know, when you're twenty and you're busking in London, you're making I don't know if you make fifty pounds a day, that's kind of amazing because you're you know you're just out of school and you're in in, in new town. So that was kind of cool for me. And after that, I got hooked up with some musicians. I've started going to jam sessions, playing with some, uh, you know, um, UK African musicians as well, Jamaican musicians, uh, you know, native English musicians as well. So also people from all over the world would come to those jam sessions. And that was kind of, a, you know, you would wait on the side of the stage, uh, you know, uh, uh, until you know one of them gets tired or or makes, you know, too many mistakes and then the guy who runs the session he goes go off you know you 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 next um so that was that was cool as well and that's that's where i met quite a few musicians and started playing in bands uh, and you know doing live gigs and, and and stuff like that and i also played in one of the um um xu like and you know ex, ex yugoslavian clubs in 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 london yeah. Which was called a uh, Golden Parrot, and this this club was like right in the middle of uh, Leicester Square. It was called a uh, Zubar Venom, Venom Place, and this is where they brought a lot of these uh, quite famous people, you know, back in the day in um in in, in former Yugoslavia. And I, I actually played for them with them, uh, and I've I've did the sound for them as well. With you know where, where, when 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 that was necessary, and also DJed. That's kind of where I got into DJing, and. Um, you know, after that, I kind of got the bug, electronic music bug, you know, because of the vinyl and records that were there because the, the, the live gigs weren't, uh, you know, in the, in the live gigs, live yeah. gig venue, proper, proper live gig venue. This was in the club, you know, in like a basement of a big club and, uh, bands would play on the club's sound system. You can imagine the feedback. So, uh, but we had, our, we had our ways to keep the, uh, you know, volume loud without the feedback using gates and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, so after that, I, I kind of wanted to be, you know, more independent and I've, um, I've got into, uh, electronic scene, you know, like electronic music scene in, well, really in 97, 98, that was more or less in the same time, uh, late nineties. And then in 2000, I started my own label. I was working for this studio in South 
southwest uh, in the south london in croydon called the swag studio and this is where people like terry francis came out and and all the tech house eddie richards and all the tech house uh, kind of uh, godfathers people who actually figured out tech house b- before it it, it uh, you know turned into what it is today which yeah. is kind of like a quite quite a commercial um it's like a pop pop house really than more than tech house but this this version of tech house is now called more minimal or anything like that you know and a little bit a little bit more arty and experimental music that's that's kind of what attracted me and i was there i was at swag for a few years and after that I, when i started my own label obviously through contacts at swag um i got offered to to have a pnd deal on a label which is a press and distribution deal where where, where they, i would give them the music they would press the records for me and then we would we would do the all the all the counting later on and that allowed me to, you know, this kind of budget allowed me to have a stream of releases. So I had, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 releases, something like that, um, in, in the next, uh, 10 years alongside with all the remixes and, and all that other work. But in the same time, I was also playing with, the, um, you know, with bands, but also with some DJs, you know, they would play music and I would, I would bring the keyboard and I would kind of jam along, you know, with the, with, with the decks and stuff like that. And that was quite, that was quite cool actually to, to cross over this, live element and and playing with with with, with the djing and yeah to be honest with you after let's say 10 years of djing and touring and because i was i've I've djed well i've been to singapore i've been to sydney you know, tokyo i've i've i went over america and south america quite a few times i did mm-hmm. quite a few clubs in europe and um i don't know how these guys can do it for 30 40 years but for me even after 10 years it was like up to 10 years it was really exhausting and uh I would get really tired and really depressed, you know, after the, after, after all the, all the fun, then they would come back to gray London, you know, stuff like yeah. that. I I kind of thought, you know, I, I need to do something different here. You know, I need to do something else because I'm quite curious. So I quite, I like to explore different things. So I thought, you know, let's, let's see where, where I can go from the classical music, jazz, funk, jam sessions, electronic music and DJing. And, um, I've seen this, um, masters for um sound arts in london in university of arts in london and i thought i don't have much chance to get accepted you know because i you know obviously i didn't do the, the all the grades but i showed them all the materials that i've been you know working on and all the records i did and you know all all, all the other stuff they said yes you know come, come in and do the ma so i did one year of ma of sound arts finishing with audiovisual work because i really wanted to go more into kind of in, into that world, into kind of multimedia world and, yeah. and, and to explore the area between, between music and picture, not, not just to do music and, you know, see, you know, see what, what could happen with the music, but to actually, you know, interfere and intervene and see how I can combine those two. Okay. And that, that's, that's kind of what my work has been, been, been really, um, influenced by, you know, this, this, this MA, uh, because I, it really changed my, thinking you know i wasn't thinking anymore about um about the oscillators and frequencies and decibels and i don't know even harmony you know i was th- i've started thinking about concepts and how you can how you can say more with music and how you can make me- music even when it doesn't have words how you can make it meaningful so it's not yes. just um you know why are you doing it are you doing it just for fun for you yes. know for the for the backstage for clubs for for groupies for fans uh, or are you really doing it for you know, love of music or for exploration. That's kind of my, the, the question I've been asking myself. And, um, you know, from then on, I've, I've started teaching as well. And I thought at quite a few colleges and uh, academies in London, including School of Audio Engineering, SAE, which is quite a famous school. I've been there for nearly two years and I did, I did quite a lot, quite a lot in there. 
I mean, I, I could have stayed more, but I, I wanted to do something else. So I wanted okay. to, you know, have more time to make music again. So I kind of, uh, you know, stopped teaching and, uh, you know, spending more, really more, a lot more time in the studio nowadays. How long ago did you stop teaching and move back to Croatia? I've, I've never really, you know, moved back to Croatia as such. I've, I've been moving, I think about six or seven, seven times. Okay. Uh, you know, like maybe recently I've been here a little bit longer, but you know, in the, in the past years, I've been kind of between, you know, London oh, okay. and, and, so and Dubrovnik. Yeah, so I would, you know, but I was here for maybe I don't know, six months or a year, uh, and then I went, I went to teach, you know, first time, and then I came back, and then oh, I went okay. to teach, and you know, another time. Um, but I, I don't know, you know, in the future we'll we'll see. But to be honest with you, cost of living is still less here in in Croatia than than in, in England, and yeah. I feel that I have, um, you know, now that I'm fifty one. You know, I'm, I'm, I think I have my head screwed on a little bit more than I had when I was 20 something, you know, and I, yeah. and, and I can appreciate, you know, the quiet moments and the time, you know, that I have and, and, you know, uh, especially the time for, that I have for music here, you know, which is really not, uh, uninterrupted, you know, and that's, the, that's kind of what I wanted to, 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 to have a place anywhere in the world. And I, some people go to Thailand, you know, some people go to, I don't know, wherever. Yeah, and make music but for for me it was kind of like croatia to 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 find um you know peace of mind so 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 you can really kind of dig deep inside and bring out the best you can when it comes to to to, to music so that's kind of what i'm what, what i'm thinking so when you're now creating the music now moving forward what mm -hmm. genre of music or is it just going to be a mix and you're just going to go into the studio and let the energy guide you you know probably a bit of bit of all of that that okay. you just mentioned but 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 uh i'm yeah i've been always fan of uh, fusion you know fan of uh combining perhaps the opposites you know i yes. see how how they can fit, fit together to you know to kind of take the concept of of, of diversity of uh of uh world worldwide diversity yes and put that into music so, so you know, sometimes you can get like a real mishmash of things, and and it's like uh, making cocktails. I think you know everyone loves cocktails, yeah. you know, but if you put too many things <laughs> yes, into, yes. Talk, into a cocktail, it just becomes a brown uh, liquid. You know, it, <laughs> it, it loses, uh, really loses any taste. You know, you don't really know if it tastes yeah, yeah, yeah. like this or tastes you. like that. So, I, I think with music, it's the same thing. I think you know, if you if you fuse too many things together, it just uh, it just becomes a mash, but it also it could be interesting you know you 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 never know what people are going to like because yes. you you're thinking always subjectively what you think and i know that sometimes i did some things that i thought oh my god this is so minimal so simple this is so uninteresting you know i need to put more on this you know it's kind of like the sound isn't all that and you know it the arrangement isn't that great you know it's maybe a a b for me if that you know yeah. and and i played to someone and they said, wow this is such a cra crazy track you made wow he said well yeah but it's not finished yet yeah i still have to i have to change it you know it's not finished no 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 don't touch it it's good it's perfect i'm like what <laughs> you know so you can get those situations as well and um i've uh heard from people from a lot of producers i'm not like that i'm still thinking, you know, working on how to be like this. But I've heard from many producers that they say, you know, when I make my track, unless I'm playing it live, I don't listen to it. Okay. So as soon as I finish it, 
Yes. It's done. I'm done yes. listening to it, you know, because every time I listen to it, I'm questioning my work. I'm questioning yeah, yeah. myself. I want to go back to it. And if you want to go back to it every time, it's not finished, you know, yes. because you, you keep reworking it. It's like car in the garage. It has a paint job, you know, you, you can always do a little bit more on the paint. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can always do a little bit more on the production too. And it's, it's, it's never ending. Sometimes you just have to say, okay, this is it. This is where I'm at. This is who I am. You know, this is kind of the, the, the main thing to, to realize. This is who I am at the moment. And this yeah. is re reflecting through my music. And if I don't love myself, if I don't love what I'm doing, mm. then I'm, I'm always, I'll, I'll always want to be someone else and, and yes. change it. But if I say, well, this is me at the moment and, and to get better, I will probably need a three or four or five times more time yes. than I think I need. Uh, but he, this is where I'm now. But, but yeah. look where I've been. Look where I came from. Like exactly. I, I, I didn't know anything, you know, when I was 12, but look, now I'm actually making decent tracks. No, but of course, because it's a journey and uh, you keep learning and you keep progressing and you keep getting better. So, um, what you yeah. did five years ago will not be what you do now because you've learned different techniques or you've learned whatever. So absolutely, totally agree with you. But now when you producing, is it production for yourself or is it for other artists or combination of both? Well, it's, um, it's a combination of both, to be honest okay. with you. Um, that I've, uh, I've been just working with, with this, uh, girl. She's a really good, good singer. I kind of helped her craft her arrangement and, uh, you know, get her song to, you know, where, where, where it should, towards where it should be. Um, but also I'm, I'm working on my own material. Yes. I'm working on some material for my label, which, you know, released a lot of electronic music, which is, which, which was aimed to, to go to clubs. But now I'm kind of, you know, rethinking the label as well and seeing how I can, you know, change the sound, but I, you know, I still have some dance tracks that I'll probably put on it just to, you know, to end it, end it off. But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking how I can come up with something not new, but just different, you know, just yes. have, have, have like a different combination of elements that are already present and that we're using because like people are thinking they can reinvent music or even, or even worse, invent music, but music has already been invented. Yes. And it's, you know, those 12 notes that you have in a, in a chromatic scale, there's only so many acceptable combinations for a, so someone's ear that you can, you know, that you can play on those 12 notes. So, you know, I'm thinking how I can, you know, use those 12 notes in, in an interesting way, you know, so not just kind of to think, oh, I'm, I'm going to make my own synthesizer and um, I'm going to, you know, raise my own goats and sheep and make my own drums and stuff yeah. like that. From zero <laughs> to a three to four minute song, production, creating, writing, et cetera, et cetera. Is it, Easy every time. What motivates it? What invigorates you to keep doing it? Let's dive into your creative world. Okay. Well, I need, I like to come into the studio, even though I have a studio and I have quite a few synths and tools, and mics and everything. Even though, you know, I could actually come here and, and say, look, I'm just going to, you know, fiddle with some knobs and keys and see what I'm going to come up with. I like to come in with an idea because then. You know, the time in the studio is limited. Even yes. if you, even if you don't have wife and kids, you know, you still have to eat and, you know, a lot of people have to pay rent and, uh, um, music is not like uh, a taxi job where you know every day you're going to get money, you know, but, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's kind of wavy. It's quite wavy business. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I like to use my time outside of the studio to work on the stuff for the studio. 
if I know I'm, I, I'll have tomorrow from 10 o'clock, I'm here. I'll probably, you know, night before I'll put uh, some headphones on and put an iPad or something and just go through some stuff on various platforms, you know, without advertising any um, sharks, um, any platforms, even even promos that I'm getting from 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 a lot of people and, and see what they're doing, you know, and uh, see what's the vibe and, you know, how I can be part of this community of, of, of music producers and 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 and. and Users, you know, kind of like make make stuff for, and also user, yeah, and make stuff for for users like video editors or producers or anything like that, you know, and kind of uh, have an idea of what I'm going to do, you know, and then you know when I when I come to the studio, then I'll have some sort of idea of a harmony, you know, if I'm starting with with with, with chords, if, I'm, yeah. if it's more of a melodic thing, then obviously you start with chords or or just with the melody. Um, I find that starting with chords is quite quite good. If it's an electronic music track, I'll probably go through some loops and just pull out a qu- you know a quick loop and start making a bass line and and some keys and whatever it needs, you know, whatever I think that kind of thing needs. The way I finish tracks, it's it just depends depends on the track. Um, okay. I kind of like to have. I also like to have a purpose for the track. So yes, if I'm making it, you know, not not just to make it for, for whatever, and then we'll see where is it going to be. That can be such a waste of time, you know, and. You, you you know I'm not thinking like a capitalist, you know commercialist. Uh, yes. Everything needs to be sold and everything needs to be maximized. No, you know I'm thinking that there needs to be artistic value. But I think you can pump up that artistic value if you have a cause, you know, and if you have uh, obviously people to impress. You know, if you need to impress somebody in order to, you know, get the gig, get the job. Obviously, you're gonna you're gonna try and do it, but uh, because that's your work, you're making music. You know, that's your at the end of the day, that is without being hardcore capitalist, that's your product. You know, they, they say that people who you know music business are a lot more successful than people who just know music. You know, so I, I think both they need to today in this, this day and age, maybe in the seventies where Arista or somebody, you know, had a huge budget and gave it to you as an artist, you could mess about. But nowadays, you know, especially when you have to do everything yourself and, you know, do all the promotion yourself and do all the, mm contacting yourself and uh even even contacting music supervisors yourself you know it's uh, it, it, that can take you quite a lot of time so again i say that my my work is quite streamlined you know i'm thinking how can i finish this rather than you know how can i stretch it out and try a million things you know i'm thinking like what this needs how i'm gonna put it together and how i'm gonna you know put it out it's quite detailed and complicated the whole process but this is like a little bit of an outline. Now, you mentioned that previously you were playing in bands and you were also DJing. You loved them both, obviously, because you did them equally. But what is the difference? But from the person who's hmm. experienced both, can you guide us of what, like maybe the three or four main differences between the two so the listening audience could get an understanding? The main difference is um, the um, timing okay. when it comes to DJing and, and playing bands, unless you have a, a band that is using like a click track or a drum machine, you know, behind the drummer or something like that. But most bands, they won't do that because that kind of goes against the um, principles of a live band because, yes. uh, you know, the in, in, in rhythm machine, when you're using rhythm machines and doing um, house music or anything like that, it's um, your tempo or, you know, you also trap hip hop. Your tempo is constant. So it's going to be 90 or 126 all the yeah. time. But if you are playing in band, uh, you're going to have small fluctuations in time. So, you know, the drummers are not 
in the humans they're, they're still we're still not using robots for 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 yes. drummers and i don't think we will you know in uh in in perceivable time because obviously people have you know a lot more um of course they have a human feel but they have you know for other people i think they have a lot more feel than machines have um but still machines have their soul you know there's a also there is a duo from scotland called silicon soul and i was always taking their their name for kind of this uh this feeling that you get from electronic music it's it's silicon it's kind of uh, artificial but yes. it still has somehow it still has soul these are for me the difference the timing uh, and obviously flexibility because we you know with live band you can just go you know oh let's just go in, into 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 c now one two three c yes. you know and if you want to do that with machines you can't just press the key and everything will go c you know yeah. you'll have to do each machine separately you know you'll you'll have to play something in c and then have that switch if you if you if you've been in playing in g for instance and now you're in c you know you'll have to reprogram that but also with the with anything you know when you have five five guys or in, in the band uh, you you kind of feed off each other and you breathe off each other you know you 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 catch each other's breath almost you know yeah. the, the, because you you obviously all you know going up and down in the same time with the music you know you're kind of grooving with the music and and you, you connect and you can do quite a lot quite quickly that you can't with electronic music but then also there's a sound too because live uh, live band will all will have a lot more reverb a lot more ambience when they're playing because yes. obviously live band will play in the space and each space has uh, you know acoustic properties in the box there are no acoustic properties you have uh, obviously you have all the electronics and you have the flow of energy going through the circuits and through all the electronics you know accordingly depending what you're doing and you know what's the was the voltage that you know that goes from A to B? That's that's the that's that question. Uh, but when it comes to emitting the sound from the mixing desk from all these machines, you, you are only then pumping the sound into the space. So you you kind of have a um, lot less um, reverb if you want or ambience in those sounds before they go to into space. When it comes to to, to the live band, you won't have that. Because okay. the live band is by default always loud and acoustic. Harris, I know if I had to ask you this question in two days, two hours, two years, I know your answer would be different every time. I understand okay. that and I get that because there's millions of them. But if you had to push play to five songs by other artists, once we finish this conversation, what would those five songs be and by whom? First one, I think it must be Time. Pink Floyd, I think that's that's that my my song. I think number one. Then uh, I'd probably want to play something by by um, Orb. By, by this, there's a song called "The Box" by okay. the Orb. I, I quite I quite like that. I quite like that. Um, then I would probably play something by Nirvana. A song called "Lake of Fire." I think that that is quite good. Um, then probably I would play something by Albinoni. Something like that, you okay. know, like kind of like a like a big big orchestral track. The end, the end. It probably would have to be something like uh, something by Amon Tobin or someone like that, you know. So um, I I I always thought of this um, radio presenter that passed away from from England called John Peel. Mm -hmm. um, him or someone like Giles Peterson, you know, like 
th- th- these are kind of DJs that really inspire me through the years because they kind of had no borders. You know, they they were thinking outside of the box, and they're yes. like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if you belong to. Uh, you know, hardcore raver cult uh, group, you know, you can still listen to Mozart, you know, exactly. it, it does, it doesn't matter if you're kind of a jazz man, you could still maybe listen to like a Japanese underground yes. noise track, yes. you know, something like that, something like Ro- Roji Keda or something or something like that, you know, crazy. So, you know, th- this is my, this is my really mentality when it comes to music. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be, uh, sticking to one genre strictly yes. but still but still to have a sound you know to, exactly. still to have some sort of sound and te- technique that you're using you know with techniques and the instruments that you're using that will give you a certain sound if you, if you do all the tracks using the same same bass guitar through the same settings and same drum kit you you know even even if you play on one you play like death metal another one you play i don't know some african folk song you know it's probably going to be the sound will be the same you know, because you're using the same instruments. Podcast is listened to throughout the world. So as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? Oh, if you are into making music, uh, don't give up, you know. And uh, if you need to get a second job, get it. Because yes. it's uh, it's more important to uh, to to stay in this business uh, than to live exclusively, live off this business if this is what you want to do. Um, and also to stay open-minded, for different kinds of music not to say not to this other kind of music uh because because uh, you know there's beauty is in the ear of the beholder just remember that music is there to connect people and still it is today so you know get connected through music collaborate you know go and dance (laughs) 